Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens scored a 20 to 10 win in Los Angeles on Sunday night football. It's a size them up Monday at 12:25 a.m. <laughs> Let's go. I'm here with Cassie Cherigo. Garrett is out in LA, probably getting on the bus, getting ready to uh, board the plane right now. So Cassie's stepping in for him to give the instant reaction and. Cassie, just a, a, a really big win for the Ravens to stay atop the AFC, move to 9-3, and three, and heading into the bye, definitely good vibes for sure. Yeah, I was starting to get a little worried that I might be the uh, bad luck charm here on the lounge since the last time I joined you here was a, was a dark evening, but the Ravens <laughs> were uh, able to finish out the game there, um, put the icing on the cake, and it, yeah, good energy heading into the bye. We love a bye week when we can marinate on a win and not have to talk about anything negative. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, like you said, closing it out was was really the kind of takeaway from this game. You know, we've we've been in this position before. Ravens go into the fourth quarter with a 13-point lead. And it gets tight from there, right? Chargers trim it to three. Justin Tucker misses a field goal. You're like, what the hell is happening? What kind of other world are we in right now? This can't be happening. Uh, Chargers have the ball back with less than, with about three minutes left, only trailing by three. And it's, whew, edge of your seat time, sweating. They got the ball to the 50-yard line, first attempt from the 50, and the Ravens defense just stones them. And then come back the other way, Zay finishes it with the long rushing touchdown. So, you know, after the Ravens lost three games in heartbreaking fashion, fourth quarter leads uh, this season, to see this one, it was on, it was on the platter for heartbreak. Yeah, my heart was on the platter, right? And uh, to see him finish it was, I think, a really big deal. Yeah, and you mentioned Zay there. I mean, what a time for him to have his first two touchdown game. You know, he's... We've seen him spark at various points this season, but with the Ravens not having Mark Andrews for the first time and for him to be able to step up that way, especially in a key moment like that to really ice the game was huge. Yeah, absolutely. As much as I want to talk about Zay and his touchdowns, we first have to talk about his touchdown celebration. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, so Cassie. Uh, the first one. Give me what. What's your grade on the flower uh, bouquet toss? What do you, what's the grade on that? Oh, see, I've been campaigning that we needed a guy to bring the good group celebrations. So I'm here mm-hmm. for it. I love a good pun. So like the play off the name. You. That's ten out yep. of ten for me. If he could come up with something having to do with his last name every time, I would be happy. Right. So flashback to London, his first career touchdown. He does the, the flower girl mm-hmm. kind of like all wedding you know, theme tossing, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tossing the flower petals. Exactly. He's, he, you know, the one in London went so well, he's like, I'm going to double down on uh-huh. that. Uh, so he does the bouquet toss. And I, I'll tell you, in concept, I'm going 10 out of 10. In execution, I got to dock. I got to dock it a couple. And really, you know, I don't know that it was kind of half-baked. A, the toss went to John Simpson. It didn't go to Bateman. John Simpson hands it to Bateman, but then <laughs> Bate gets down on one knee and, like, proposes, seemingly? Yeah. I, I, that, 
See, that part has already happened now. You know, we're we're to the wedding at this point. But I don't think you, know? you can you can't fault Zay for his teammates' lack of buy-in the, to the celebration. Well, but it's his celebration. I feel like he's the maestro okay. here, right? Like if you're gonna pre-plan this, you gotta go from A to Z. It was half baked for me. Good in concept, but it just didn't the execution, the whole plan wasn't all the way thought out. I would have liked to see some of like the O linemen kind of like jostling for the bouquet mm-hmm. too, you know, like throwing some elbows like you actually see at a wedding, you know, like I want the mm, desperation, yes. you know, we want yes. the bouquet. I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That would have been, see, this is why you need to be orchestrating yeah, these things, I think Cassie. so, I think so. Other, other duties as a sign, mm-hmm. right? Um, just to add it to your title. Then the next one, Zay, you know, ices the game, basically. And then the PK, the penalty kick, soccer, shootout, scores a goal on Odell as the goalie. What what grade did you give that one? I liked it. I'll give it like a – I think the execution was better there. They clearly knew that yep. was the plan, so he gets points yep. for that. It's less clever, in my opinion. But, you mm-hmm. know, coming – I think if had he done that in London – Right. Would have been 10 See, out of 10. That's my thing. Yes. Agreed. Completely agree. That would have been perfect. See, if we just flip the man, we're so close, right? This is like, this is, that's why it's week 12, right? You got to keep getting better, <laughs> 1% better every day. We're so close, but we're just not quite there yet. And then he yeah. could have done, that's, good. that's a good thing. Then he could have done the two flowers wedding themed ones in the same game. You know, right. it's all coming right. together. Exactly. Man. So close. Anyway, all right, all right. Now that we got the most important topic out of the way, we should we should probably talk about this defense because it was filthy. Four turnovers, five if you count the turnover on downs. Three forced fumbles, one by Roquan, one by PQ, one by Jadavion Clowney, and then on top of that, you close out the game really uh, with Arthur Millette coming off untouched for the blitz, uh, get the the intentional grounding penalty. A huge stop by the defense, uh, stopping them on fourth down to kind of win the game. So, I mean, what else do you say about this defense, Cassie? I mean, Coach Harbaugh said it after the game. Mike McDonald called an excellent game. He, he you know, he's like, you can't call anything much better than that. And I think you noted yeah. it, and I heard it too on the broadcast. You know, Jason Garrett was comparing this Ravens defense to the 2000 defense. And even Coach Harbaugh said yeah. after the game, you know, he said this summer that this unit had a chance to be special and they had to go out and prove that. But I mean, the confidence that you can have in this team, like it's just from the linebackers to the cover, like every, every single aspect of this defense is so strong that it's just really hard to say that any other team has a better defense in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. You know that you're playing well with the broadcasters, are bringing up the 2000 Ravens yeah. defense. Right? That's a good sign. And and whenever you, whenever like I've brought that up or anybody brings that up, you have to be like, well, I'm not saying that they're, they're exactly, they're, they're that good, but, you know, and the funny thing was that Jason Garrett said that he's like, you know, but they have the same DNA was his comment. And then literally like two seconds later, that's when Jadavion Clowney gets the sack strip, recovers it. Huge play in this game. Uh, and so kind of the stamp on, on that uh, 2000 defense comparison. And yeah, I mean, they were hitting tonight. And I, I, I thought that it was uh, a really uh, energetic effort by them. Like I, I, thought, I just thought that the defense played like it was playing at the start of the season. You know what I mean? Like there was kind of a different tone. Mm-hmm. I felt like through the first maybe 
nine weeks of the season. And, and in recent games, I felt like it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't quite as dominant from start to finish since really it was like the Detroit blowout. And then what was the other blowout? Was Seahawks. The Seahawks, right. The Seahawks blowout. That was start to finish, right? But then like the past two weeks, it just felt a little different. And, and this was kind of, to me, it harkened back to those kind of like I mean, Roquan Smith hit a dude so hard as shoe popped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it was that kind of game. Like, they were hitting. Jason Garrett was like, you don't want to catch a ball over the middle on this Ravens defense. Like, you better watch out because they're coming to get you. Totally. And you saw that time and time again. And on a night when, like, the offense wasn't operating at the level they would like to, you know, Kyle Hamilton said after the game that Roquan Smith kind of looked at all of them and was like, if they can't score, they can't win. And so that's – they really felt like – they had the ability to step up and decide the game. You know, maybe the offense wasn't firing on all cylinders, but that the defense was going to, like, essentially win this game. I mean, they, they did. And you're forcing fumbles, and you're getting the Chargers' offense off the field, and they can't score. Right, right. Yeah, and, and it, it was a tough task, especially because the, the offensive struggles, right? I mean, the the the, the defense gave up a 19-play drive, right, that ended with the clowny sack strip. But then the defense goes three and out. They're right back on the field again, right? And so they had a heavy burden on their shoulders, not just because they're going against a talented offense, which they are. Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks, most talented quarterbacks in the league. Keenan Allen's ridiculous. That guy's a monster. You know, you you have to deal with Austin Eckler. They just have a lot of playmakers. So you're dealing with that. And then on top of it, you just have a pretty heavy weight because of the offensive struggles for the Ravens tonight. To get it done in those circumstances, you hold Justin Herbert throws the ball 44 times and only passes for 217 yards. Like, what? What? You know, that doesn't happen. Austin Eckler runs for 32 yards. What? I mean, to me, this was, it wasn't as, on the scoreboard, it doesn't look as dominant as the Seahawks or, or the Lions games maybe, but this maybe was one of the one of the most dominant defensive performances that the Ravens have had this season. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a break. And after we come back from that, we'll talk about the offense and and maybe what some of the issues were with the offense tonight before they were able to close it out. Thank you for listening to The Lounge. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. We also want our listeners to know that this week, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FLOCK. New customers can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly and for help, visit MarylandGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 or older to play. So Cassie, the the Ravens offense, you know, it had been routine 30-point efforts for the Ravens offense in recent weeks. This 20 points, 13 for much of the game, you're kind of hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. It wasn't as smooth. I thought it was kind of a clunky night for the offense overall. What what adjective would you assign to it, Kesley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clunky is a good word for it. You know, we talked about it earlier. Obviously, they're missing Mark Andrews. You know, Lamar's, he's, that's his go-to guy when yeah. a play is falling apart. And they've always talked about their backyard football connection and that they can really make something happen. I think I was, like, happy to see that connection continue to grow with Zay, you know, being able to pop off to big plays with him, you know, mm-hmm. and I think Isaiah likely definitely, I mean, they were even talking about him on the broadcast tonight, you know, there's, they're continuing to build their connection there. And he had a decent 
I thought, I thought he well. was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it started really hot, you know, to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two or three drives, Isaiah Lakely was the most targeted guy really early on yeah. for this offense. Caught four passes, six targets for 40 yards. Like, I thought Isaiah Lakely played well. It's going to get confusing, by the way, the Zay Zay. You know, now that yeah. Isaiah Lakely is getting a lot more playing time, that's going to be a problem. I, I digress. had to clarify post game. Exactly. Like, Which day are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. I digress. I digress. Um, but I, I, I agree, though. I mean, the Ravens went 4-13 on third down, right? That was where their troubles were. They moved the ball well. Then they got, would get in scoring range and or on the brink of scoring range, I should say, on the Chargers half the field. And, and they sputtered time and time again. A lot of that because of struggles on third and fourth down. Going 4-13 makes you wonder – Man, that's the Mark Andrews money down, right? That that's where Mark makes his money. Is that really the effect that you're seeing of the Mark Andrews loss? And you have to give the Chargers defense some credit. I mean, Khalil Mack definitely made the offensive line's life difficult. You know, mm-hmm. like I think a lot of credit is due to them for that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think a pressure was an issue and you know, early on in the game, I thought Lamar was getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. It was a lot of quick hitters, slants to OBJ, the stuff to Isaiah Likely. You know, it was getting the ball out of his hands. And then I don't know whether it was the Chargers defense adjusted to, more to that. They certainly blitzed at a pretty high rate, the Chargers did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that pressure seemed to make Lamar more uncomfortable, holding the ball a little bit longer, took some sacks, that kind of thing. And I thought it was... You know, when you see that Lamar's not comfortable in the pocket, you know, I kind of, it's an uh-oh moment for me, right? Like, that's what I felt in some of the Ravens' losses is it, it just doesn't look like Lamar is comfortable. You know, Cleveland was, I thought, a, a perfect mm-hmm. example of that. And, um, but I do think that the Ravens ran the ball well. They, they Lamar completed some balls. They ran the ball well in the fourth quarter, which was really huge. Keaton Mitchell, nine for 64. You know, Gus had some key runs down the stretch. Lamar had some key runs. And then, of course, the the uh, Zay Flowers touchdown. I thought that was really important to finishing this game out, being able to lean on that ground game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Keaton Mitchell, again, just continuing to show out each week. You know, it's it's so funny, like, hearing – I we don't know, I don't normally get to listen to the broadcast, but just, like, hearing his story over and over again, you know, because they – like, people don't know who this guy is still, especially on a national scale. Mm-hmm. Undrafted, coming out of ECU. It's just a great story. So it's fun to get to see him spotlighted on a national broadcast like that. Yeah, absolutely. Another milestone moment, Lamar Jackson, fastest uh, quarterback to 5,000 rushing yards. It's not even close. Uh, Top that mark over Michael Vick. His reaction, Cassie? Cool. <laughs> cool. We yeah. love that. we love how humble he is. He doesn't care about the milestones. <laughs> he's not even happy with the win because he doesn't like how he performed. Yeah. You know, he's on to the next Super Bowl every week, week by week. You know, he's just that's all he's focused on. And yeah. the personal accolades are nice, but that's not something he is. Yeah. I'm all concerned with clearly. Yeah, I think like obviously he's happy to come out of there with a, with a victory, but he was not pleased about the Ravens' offensive performance. You know, he and Zay Flowers get the post game interview on Sunday Night Football, and Lamar's like, "Why are we up here? These balls should be going to the defense. Like they won the game today, right?" And you know, for him, it was it was a weird night again. You know, kind of clunky. Eighteen of thirty two. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking this season about completion percentage. He was leading the league in completion percentage. You know, he completes just over half of his passes for 177 yards and one touchdown. You know, the Ravens, they avoided 
you know, didn't have an interception. They didn't have any fumbles. I thought that was really key was taking care mm-hmm. of the ball, especially given what you saw from the Chargers. You know, you can you can lose games in the NFL and, and turn the ball over four times for the Chargers, one of which is a Hail Mary. But, you know, three costly lost fumbles for them really killed them. And the Ravens avoided those turnovers. I thought that was a big a big deal on a night when you don't feel great about how the Ravens move the ball. You know, we've had we've had games this season where the Ravens have moved the ball really well and they're fumbling the ball and turn it over. And you're like, God, you know, the off, you know, people are up in arms. Well, tonight was a night where they didn't move it quite as well. You know, they had two or three hundred and sixty one total yards. Not shabby, not terrible. Uh, but to avoid the turnovers, I think that led to a victory. For sure. I mean, to your point, one turnover at the wrong time in that game and the game goes a different way. Yep. So at the end of the day, protecting the football is the most important thing in a game like that. Yep, absolutely. So now the Ravens get to go into their bye week, nine and three. Uh, You got to feel good about the the direction of this team, Cassie, playing really well. And it's it's a tough stretch still down the road. I mean, it's not like John Harbaugh, you know, he wasn't popping champagne after this one. It's it's a big Sunday night road win, but. The Ravens still have a really tough slate on the on the docket. They come back back from the bye, go against the Rams, then at Jaguars, who won today atop the AFC South, at the 49ers, one of the best teams in the NFC, versus the Dolphins uh, in first place in the AFC East, and then at home against the Steelers to close out the regular season. So a lot of work to be done. The Steelers won today. The pressure's still on. You know, the Ravens have a two-game lead in the wing column, but the pressure's still on for them. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for me about the bye is just getting the guys some rest. This is such mm-hmm. a late bye, being a week 13 bye, and I personally feel it. So I know <laughs> that the people actually on the football field have to feel it. And I think it'll be good. You know, hopefully Marlon Humphrey will be back coming out of that. They'll get some guys healthy. Just at this, I mean, they say it all the time, but at this point in the season, everybody's dealing with something. So I think that week off having time to physically get your body right going into this, not even second half of the season, but last few weeks of the regular season, it will be huge. Yep, absolutely. I know you, I know who's going to be feeling it tomorrow. It's going to be our guy, G-Money, touching down <laughs> at like 6 a.m. Oh, man. The West Coast night game is <gasps> the most brutal one on the travel schedule. Well, let's be honest. The West Coast night game on Christmas is the mm-hmm. worst one on the schedule. God bless you, you, Garrett. God bless you, Cliff. Thanks for holding it down out in L.A. Hey, they got to enjoy a really good win up close and personal. 20 to 10 for the Ravens. So thank you, Cassie, for stepping in. Job well done. And listeners, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and go over and check out Ravens Press Pass. Uh, We'll have all of our press conferences and locker room interviews for you uh, from this game. So check that out. We'll be back with you later this week to break down the film. Mm -hmm.